This is the Shift Podcast. On the podcast today, Merry Christmas to you. It's our last show before Christmas, and our guests on the show and crew include Brandon Alexander. Uh, Brandon joins us to talk a little bit about being a gentleman at Christmas time, what that looks like, a little bit of fun around Christmas shopping, and some patience. <laughs> Maybe men aren't overly patient. It's a fun conversation, insightful, and a little bit reflective of things that maybe we all could be a little bit better at. Canadian country singer George Canyon joins us on the show. Gives us an acoustic song of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, some Christmas cheer, some stories about his family at Christmas time, and so much more. And just for fun, Ryan O'Donnell and I stepped into a reading of The Night Before Christmas to give it a shot. We did it all live with no expectations of how it would sound. Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Brandon Alexander, my buddy. Uh, he's with us here. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. Um, wanted to bring you on. This is our last show before we take our Christmas break. And we were challenged by, um, you know, the crew here. How do we bring on some conversation that just matters? And I said, well, that's easy. We call Brandon. Um, and that's what we did. So here we are. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on, brother, was really nothing more than to wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, maybe chat a little bit about family. For those who don't know, Brandon, um, he loves horses. Uh, he's an actor. He's a dancer. He lives in L.A. He's all over social media. One of his favorite jobs to do is help men understand how to talk to men, how to be a gentleman. And um, kind of a lost art, hey, in today's world. Absolutely. And I can't Absolutely. imagine a more important time where that art could become evident would be Christmas, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. So gentlemen is, is always, it's interesting because there's so much perspective to it. There's so much giving to it. There's so much perspective to what matters, you know, to what we give. So mm -hmm. what is at Christmas time, when we look at this, this magical time of the year of, of chosen family, of blood family, all these things, what is a gentleman around Christmas? Around Christmas. First of all, patient. Yeah. <laughs> Patience is needed because, I mean, everything. I, mean, I was talking to someone today about they had to go buy gifts and the store only allowed 25% capacity of what they would normally allow. Mm -hmm. And his wife was panicking because she didn't think they would get in to get gifts in time. And they were only allowing a limited amount of people for the time they were open. And all I could think about in that moment is, man, it's going to take some patience for him to navigate this this last minute shopping because last year that wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. You could walk into any store at 100% over 100% capacity uh, and find people shopping and doing all their last minute gift buying gifts. So I think no matter what, during this time of year, tensions are high, stress is high. Patience should be, patience should be just as high as the anxiety and all the things that are going on around you. You know what it makes me think of? Those guys who can sleep in a mall, the guys who wait in the big comfy chairs in the shopping mall and they fall asleep, <laughs> those old guys, the ones with the big eyebrows. That's what I think of when you talk about patience and being a gentleman at Christmas time. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, listen, anxiety and anxiety aren't a good recipe. No. Right? The anxiousness and anxiousness, the unsettledness, the, the rushed... Um, energy that comes with shopping, you know, it, it's one of the things for me, hold for playing. 
I'll pick <laughs> up from me. One of the things for me. I like the sound of the airplanes. Oh, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite features in this backyard, and I'll forever remember it. Um, so shopping for me, um, I've never been a big fan of it. Not like long shopping, not like going into different stores and all these different things. I go in with a list. I know what I want. I'm out, you know. 35 minutes, 40 minutes max Mm -hmm. just because I want to be efficient with my time. And I also don't want the distractions of like, Oh, there's this one over here. That No, I know what I want. I know what I'm going in for in here for boom. Let me grab what I'm getting and I'm out. But when I was shop with different girlfriends, it would be just a different time period. (laughs) And I would always, you know, ask the clerk, Hey, do you have a chair? (laughs) (laughs) do you have a chair because my lower back is killing me not only am i carrying these bags but i've been standing and she's like what do you think about this what do you think about that what do you think about but i don't but i don't know if she's gonna like it and honey it it looks great i don't it okay Uh, but what do you okay but do we have that one cup we have that same color in this other shirt so but is that okay do you do you feel yeah but i I think i'm just gonna go with the gold one great you know, and in that in that particular thing, no one wants to feel rushed because it's also to someone it's quality time. And I didn't see it that way before to someone else to someone else. This means you're going to be with me as I'm making these choices. You're going to be with me while I make these choices um, and choices for people that I love and hopefully that hopefully that they like it and they love it. And I want to put a smile on someone's face. And even if you don't pick one thing, buy one thing while you're with me, it would be nice for you to come along and not rush me, push me along, tell me to make a decision, tell me to do it. Cause I've done that. And it was a massive mistake. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't a massive work. mistake. No. And in turn, me apologize. <laughs> Sing over dinner because now her whole day is ruined from an experience for her that normally comes from i do this with my mom i do this with my sister i can do this with my girlfriends everyone wants to do it it's a thing and i'm asking you to do it with me and the best thing you can do is be patient it's interesting that you're taking the perspective of the gift of time Mm -hmm. and with that comes both sides of it which includes come with me So what I hear out of that, and I'm hearing this newly as we talk about it. So I hear, hey, I'm going to go invest in myself, or I'm going to go invest in my best friend by buying her a gift. Mm -hmm. Come with me. Be with me while I invest in myself. Help me invest in myself. I've never listened to it that way. I've never heard it that way before. I got goosebumps, so. Is that when you phrase it, you're really good at words. And everyone who's listening, Shane is a wordsmith. <laughs> Incredible. He's, he's the best. It's like caviar. It's like a fine wine when he talks. <laughs> you're kind. But that's why I hear it. I hear that differently. So with the other side of that, of being a gentleman going out and, and taking a stand in, in that investment in that time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also hear don't be offended when it's, I need to go invest in myself. I'll be right back. Because investing in allowing space for time yeah. 
is also equally as important because sometimes we just need to go, you know, sort of be with that, right? We need to go be with that thing. We need to go for the walk, walk the dog, um, just go get the stuff done. Functionally, yes. people, uh, like you said, you know, get the list, get in there, get out, get it done. I kind of shop both ways. Every now and then out of the blue, I'll be like, I'm going to go shopping today. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but I have all the patience in the world to walk through the mall and start looking for things. Yeah. A couple times a year, maybe. Every other time, it's like black t-shirt, in, out. Right? Yes, like, in, that's out. It. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> you can look in my closet and you're like, you have no color at all. Oh, Just black. You know, that's it. Black I, and gray. I know what I like. I know what looks good on me. This is it. Yeah. I have been wearing this black hoodie since the pandemic began. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I get that. But it's interesting when you when you look at time. Okay, so if that's an example of that, then the exact same story translates into now, this year for Christmas, here in Canada, we can't really go see anybody. I mean, they've basically said no, yeah. no in-person visits and stuff like that yeah. wherever possible. Uh, extremely limited to small family, immediate family only, or none at all, depending on where you are. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, but that same experience of time is um, is there. So that, to me, what I hear newly in that is that's maybe what we're feeling robbed of in this. It has nothing to do with freedom of wearing a mask or we don't understand viruses. It just seems to be that we might be getting robbed of of time. And and when you said that, I immediately went to someone's story being so shifted from 10 years, 12 years, 13 years of tradition, 13 years of a, a routine, uh, what the holidays mean for someone and them only being able to now you have one stocking instead of six. You have the gifts for you and your partner under the or just the gifts for you by your whatever the case may be instead of how you would normally spend it, you there's a sense of feeling robbed, of feeling like you have no control, um, that if there was ever a time for you to be understanding and compassionate of someone and their behavior potentially is because they're being taken out of something that is so familiar to them. The holidays for everyone, for a lot of people, is about tradition. It's about repeated habits and things over the years we get the tree we get the lights we get the ornaments we cook the turkey we do the thing we sing the song we put the star up now you're telling someone i'm going to take you out of that routine because of this invisible thing that's taking out people left and right and i want you I'm, I'm expecting you to act accordingly it's going to rock some people's worlds because they don't know what to do now mm-hmm. they have to create a new story and may not know how to Looking at holidays, at the holidays from the perspective of certainty. Yes. Reliable. Reliable has always been one of those things, right? I mean, that is the one way to connect. Friends and family is to be reliable. Uh, It's great. Um, People know where they fit in your puzzle, if they will. The thing that you uh, hit me with there that um, it just sort of inspired me to look at was the perspective of Christmas for me. I mean, I'm a single dad and... um, in that I've been parenting on my own for seven years. I mean, I have a good co-parent in the kid's mom. I mean, that part's great. But when it comes to the day-to-day life, there's nobody else here every day, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, on days like today where we were going to get takeaway, 
for dinner, for burgers and fries. And I'm like, I got stuff at home, but I really don't want to cook, right? There's only one person really to do the cooking and to do the dishes and the kids help out, but it's not the same. But what got me was, is, is the Christmas thing is that Christmas has been the one time that I've always given myself the luxurious free pass to buy myself something that I've really wanted. And often that's something like a nice pair of headphones. I like good headphones. Like I spent way too much money on headphones. Um, but I, I like that. I've been in the radio for a long time. I mean, so that kind of makes sense, right? So this year though, I don't need anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, my family asks, what do you need? I don't, what do you want for Christmas? I don't, I don't need anything. I really don't. Like if you want to come clean my basement, that'd be great. Um, but that's, that's it. That's all I've got. And so I found myself at times shopping for things, looking for the payoff. I was looking for the payoff of permission to allow myself to have something. And what it occurred to me was, um, and it just, I, I got it when it happened about two weeks ago, but you just put the, you just put the banner around it for me that it was happening is that that's the payoff. It's the one time of the year that I allow myself full permission mm-hmm. to do whatever because there's certain reason behind saying, well, it's Christmas, you're allowed. Right. So that digs into directly into the self-worth part where I say, well, why is it that I'm not allowed every other month of the year? I mean- Every other January, February, right. your birthday, whatever. I, I mean, I do earn the paycheck, right? Like I do mm. pay the bills. I am the guy who has the, the PIN number to the bank account. So I am allowed to do whatever the hell I want with every dollar that's in there. So the question is, why don't I allow myself to do that? And that's a remarkable place to look at Christmas from. Um, because I would do it for you and I would do it for the kid. I am doing it for the kids, right? Like I'm, I'm doing it for other people, but why don't we do it for ourselves? Huh? That's, I think that's the question for anyone listening. And even for me um, is, is why? Why do we, why do we have such a a connection to that? This is the one time of year. This is the moment out of the other 364 days that on Christmas day, this is the day I get to open up something that I already know (laughs) that it is, or you were given it to yourself before Christmas day and you get to experience it as your payoff. You're, you're, you're worthy of thing. And um, this goes back to our conversation earlier before we even hopped on, which was taking that feeling. What happens when you take this Christmas feeling with you everywhere you go? What happens when you take that sense of worthiness with you? I'm just giving you back what you gave to me, but what happens when you take that feeling of that to any other day of the week, any other time of the year, and not just allowing it to be synonymous with Christmas? Well, we do that with grace at Christmas time. Well, many families anyway, I shouldn't say everybody, um, with Christmas meals, right? I mean, for many mm. families, it's the one time of year that you actually say grace. Say grace. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and But why is it that this meal you're grateful for, but when you made macaroni and cheese, that that Ooh. wasn't okay to be grateful for mac and cheese, right? Talk about it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, well, let me go this far. I'll go this far. I'll say for all the shift heads that are listening... Um, you don't need my permission. You don't need mm. Brandon's permission. But for the sake of this year and the fact it's clearly an exercise of of a, a train we're all traveling on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, look, to all the brothers and sisters, you're worth it. And you have permission to do that thing you need to do. Mm. No one's stopping you. And um, 
that to me sounds like a Merry Christmas. That sounds like an amazing Christmas. And I think when, when you, when you, when you take the emphasis of this, this, the reason for the season off of, well, this is the one time we get to give and get, and you allow it to be more about the time spent that we were talking about too, as well, allowing it to be about some, something else other than the gift giving. It allows you to be present to see certain things that you weren't able to see before. And you're able to navigate it differently than you were before because you're so focused on, I got to get to Ross. I got to get to Target. I got to get the thing online. I got to go to Amazon. I got to buy. I got to buy. I got to buy what just came in the mail. It's all about exchange. It's all transactional during this time. Transactional. That's interesting. Right? It's very transactional during this time as opposed to like what happens when you're not focused on the Amazon package coming? What happens when you're not focused on what's under the tree? What happens when you're not focused on what's in the stocking? If Santa's going to come visit me or not and make it more about we're all off work. No one has to really work. We're on vacation. We don't get to do this any other time in the year, you know, other than other holidays. Let's use this time off to tap in, to be present, to have the conversation to play the Scrabble, to play the connect for, to go for that walk because come the new year, you're kicking right back into gear. You're going, you're clocking right back into the job. You're going right back into that routine of kids are at school. They get off at four. I got to make dinner. Dinner is made. And you're right back into it until Christmas time again. Right. And then where did all the time go? And where did all the time go? <sighs> it's interesting to look at it that way. Um, what I'm going to take from this, Brandon, is the opportunity to um, give myself permission. I think that I've been I've been hard on myself about food, you know, sitting around here putting on my COVID nineteen pounds, um, <laughs> where elastic waistbands are my now my friends, um, and um, and I'm I'm going to give myself permission to uh, just enjoy, let my body be my body, and enjoy it, um, mm, and take mm. responsibility for it. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't take responsibility for it. <laughs> Because I know what feels good and I know what doesn't feel good. So um, mm -hmm. I'm going to take that from this. And I have to say thank you for uh, being with us on our our almost Christmas show here on The Shift. I love you very much. And um, you, to me, have been a gift in 2020. I mean, look, we made it, man. It's the end of the year. We made, We've made it. it. This year goes down in the record books. <laughs> and here we are. And uh, for me, uh, Brandon Alexander, you, you are... Um, you are a gift. So thank you. Well, Shane, you know, I, I've talked about you uh, with so much, so much affection to so many different people. I say my good friend, my mentor, this guy that I know, he's in Canada, Calgary. He's a cowboy. <laughs> it's just, a cowboy. It's, he's a cowboy because he's in Cowtown. But there's few people that I can speak of with that kind of affection um, because of the meaningful moments we share together. And what's great is we don't talk every day, but the time that we do spend together is so valued to me and is, is held in high regard in my life as someone who sees me, hears me, uh, accepts me, and is a, a damn good time. It's a damn good time. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for this time. And I wish you a Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. This is The Shift Podcast.
Merry Christmas. It's The Shift. Here we are sharing some of our Christmas cheer. And like I mentioned yesterday on the show, I wanted to bring on a couple of friends um, to play some Christmas music that I just appreciate having them around. George Canyon is uh, that guy today. Hey, George. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, Here we are a couple days away. Are you ready? Are you panicking or are you good? I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my uh, um, funny little story, my wife and I, um, well, I usually go buy, you know, a Christmas card, but she's like, honey, you can't spend that kind of money on a Christmas card. So this year I plan on making her this very extravagant Christmas card and um, I have it all figured out in my head of what it's going to look like and what it's going to smell like. And, you know, I'm going to do all these things and I haven't started it yet. <laughs> Is it, is it going to be like a Michael's trip just before they close on Christmas Eve kind of thing here? That kind of defeats the purpose, right? So I'm like kind of going around the house and trying to find this. And um, our daughter Maddie is an incredible artist. She's a, a painter. But she's got some, um, cra- uh, you know, what do you call those? Crayon pencils, like the, the colored, colored oh, like pencils. The, like the, so I'm going to try to grab some of those and some white ones. paper. Yeah, and I'm going to try to build this extravagant Christmas card out of whatever I can find. That's well, the idea. I've got to use toilet paper roll. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but you know. <laughs> Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Uh, it's fun doing that sort of stuff. It and, is fun. Uh, I think when you take the onus off of going out and trying to, you know, outdo each other, buying gifts and all that stuff, and you make it more personal like that, um, it goes a lot, a lot further for a longer period of time. Absolutely. That's my- Love is being frugal too. Why not? Um, yep. And so, when you do this now, do you have a hard time uh, not rhyming your your poetry or your letter in the song because you're a songwriter? Like, you know, I love you so much. Okay, what rhymes with much? I've always been a roses are red, violet. <laughs> Turkey are like raindrops, and I'll finish that one for you. That's an old joke, but for a songwriter, that's kind of funny, actually. Oh, it's true though. I mean, I, and I probably because I wouldn't trust myself. I'd, I'd be too hard. Like the songs that I've written for her, like slow dance and things like that. Um, it's different, right? It's a song, but poetry. Ooh, you're just naked without music out there with just your words. Yeah. That's why, I, why I'm not a poet. Do you ever have those nightmares, by the way? Because I've been going through this recently where I go to the store and I walk into the store, you know, grabbing a couple of Christmas things. And then I touch my legs to make sure I have pants on because I, you know, COVID working from home. I'm always like, oh, crap, did I put pants on? Uh, do you ever get that when you're on stage? Do you ever have that nightmare um, Dude, of walking out on stage with no pants on? <laughs> I have that nightmare every, every morning when I get up. Did I forget to put pants on? <laughs> That's just old age. Yeah, you you kind of think, um, and I'm I'm not gonna not gonna lie. I've had times where I've run out of the dressing room because I was probably doing something where I should be preparing for the show, and my hat's in the dressing room, not on my head. Yeah, um, I've had those moments, and um, I've had one time I had my sneakers on, not my cowboy boots. Had that moment. Oh no! But luckily, I was able to you know turn around, throw my boots on, and go back out. I've never made stage. Um, improperly dressed um i've made stage without my headset uh um ear pack on wondering why i wasn't hearing the band uh, i have gone up and had the pack on still wondering why i wasn't hearing the band called out the tech 
who looked at me and laughed and turned it on because it was turned off. I've had those moments for sure. So good. That's like when someone loses their their glasses and they can't find them, but they're on their head. Oh, I do that all the time, man. Classic, but I've earned that right because I'm 50 now. Yeah, so a- yeah. You graduated, hey? You're into the uh, I don't need an excuse anymore club officially. Oh no, man! I'm almost there. I'm yeah. almost. Uh, isn't 55? Don't you get some stuff when you hit 55 or something? Well, I think in Canada you don't get that until you're like 90 now. I don't know. No. No. Although you're going to start to get discounts soon. <laughs> I know that I can play in tournaments with the 55 plus guys. Nice. One. Well, no, I can now because I'm a goalie. So as a goalie, you're allowed when you turn 50. Um, so I can now. But technically, if I was still a player, I'd be, you know, five more years and I'd be there. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. We're at Christmas time. Is the family around? Because um, you guys had moved into that that new place. And, uh, and you know, the, the kids are older now. So what's yeah. the story? Is everyone around? Are they are they oh, yeah. shacking up with mom and dad again this through this oh, year? Awesome. Yeah. Um, Kale's 22. Maddie's 21 and Caden's uh, 21, just coming 21. Um, so yeah, though they're um, they're here and uh, now we're loving it. Um, well, actually, I should, I should say 20, but coming 21. They uh, they haven't really been able to go anywhere, which has been you know lots of people say, well, what what positives have you taken from COVID and and uh, we've carried into the Christmas season is the fact that we've got to spend more time together as a family where normally you know they'd be well, two would be out in university, so we wouldn't be seeing them at all, as opposed to just one going. Um, and they'd be out with their friends at bars and doing all that. But no, now they're home with mom and dad playing chess and board games and watching movies and just just being a family with, you know, when the kids were younger where they couldn't escape us. Now they can't escape us again. It's a great thing. Well, and how cool is that, that um, hanging out with mom and dad as adults now? Because now you get to, you know, truly get to, have the real conversations, talk about the things and, you know, they're kind of choosing to be around, which is pretty special because they're supposed to be gone, right? Like you don't see them for five years at this point. Yeah. They, they kind of disappear. Um, no, the other day Jen said, uh, oh, the kids are each picking up a bottle of Bailey's and a, and a case of beer for Christmas. So there's going to be lots here. And I'm, and I'm just, I looked at her and laughed. I said, ever think you'd hear yourself saying that, you know, because for, you know, when your parents and your kids are, are young for so long and you're, you're kind of trying to appreciate that. And then all of a sudden they're adults and, um, things change, but no, Kale, Kale the other day said, no, we're hanging out with you guys. You guys are fun. You know? And I'm like, wow. that's good. You know, it's, it's better than, yeah, we're out of here. You guys are boring and crotchety. <laughs> crotchety. <laughs> you, um, at least they didn't say, hey, I'm picking up beer because you're more fun when I drink beer. I mean, that would be. Well, that's a very, I look better. <laughs> way better looking. Uh, George Canyon here on The Shift. Uh, one of the songs that you recorded for us on my Christmas show acoustically was Rudolph. Um, yeah. Why is that one so special for you? I think I know, <laughs> but um uh, why, why Rudolph, of all the things for people to record, it doesn't seem like the natural go-to. Well, um, give the following disclaimer. Um, for those that did not grow up in a hunting family, uh, there was one person once that told me, why do we um, need farmers? We get our groceries from the grocery store. That was a long time ago, and wow. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. I'm hoping it was <laughs> I'm a hoping. joke. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, my... Um, my dad, we counted on deer meat um, in Nova Scotia. 
when I was young, uh, every winter, that was kind of a vital part of the winter, um, staying, you know, staying within budget and, and living off the land. And so this one year, I was just little, my sisters were even smaller. Dad came home and we always, it was just something that always happened during hunting season in November. Dad would come home with a deer. We'd have deer meat all winter. He came home and he didn't, he didn't get one. And, um, it was a, like, I remember mom saying, oh my God, what are we going to do? Okay. You know, try to adjust the budget, the family budget here, try to do this, try to do that. And, and, uh, dad looked it over, over at us and winked, uh, as it, as the story goes, I'm trying to, you know, it's blurry for me, mm-hmm. uh, said, well, there's always Rudolph. Okay. And um, I remember my sister's <laughs> screaming and crying and, and, uh, I just stood there cause I, you know, I was, I was laughing. I knew he was just kidding cause he winked at me. But of course, my sisters didn't see that, and uh, Mom gave him some heck for that. I tell you what. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a good dad move, classic dad move. My dear, was say. classic dad. Yeah, I love it. So I love that song. That um, I don't know, and I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of year. So for me, um, we just watched the Christmas uh, Chronicles one and two. Those two movies the other the other night, Jen mm-hmm. and I. Are they good? I haven't seen them. I saw them on the Netflix come up on the screen. Oh, they're so good. Um, he does such a good job of Santa Claus. A very believable Santa Claus. Like, not just, you know, roly-poly, holly, jolly. It's uh, He's kind of a real Santa Claus. Uh, competitive nature and, and a little bit of attitude. And and that was it was just neat getting to see. Of course, Rudolph wasn't there. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where Rudolph maybe he took a. <laughs> was on sabbatical for that particular movie shoot, but, um, but no, you know, getting to see the, the reindeer and he t- was talking about the different reindeer. And I think Mel Gibson's in a movie now. Um, definitely not a kid's Christmas movie, but he talks some of the previews we saw and he was talking about the reindeer, how Dasher bites or something. I don't know. It's just funny stuff, but it's all reindeer stuff. And that just gets me going. George Canyon on the shift. I'm Shane Hewitt and an acoustic version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it you would even say it glows Well, all of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history Foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, 
as he shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history, you go down in history. The Shift Podcast. They've been dying to dance. I got this drink. Can't wait to put in your hand. You got those jeans. You've been wanting to show off. You got that Friday night feeling like you want to get lost. I got this car wide open. Got these headlights pointing me away. Yeah. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's The Shift. George Canyon sounds right there. George, if you had to look back at all your songs that you've written over the course of this career of yours, um, which is decades now, my God, it's hard to believe it's been, I mean, it's three decades. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it is. It's three decades. Wow. Um, do you have a favorite song that you ever did? Uh, man, I don't, um, I don't know. It's hard to say favorite, right? It's like, it's like saying, do you have a favorite child? Yeah. Well, you do, don't you? I do. No, oh, definitely don't. No, <laughs> there's they're right. They're sitting there right there, aren't they? Right there, yeah. <laughs> um, songs are kind of the, you know, each one has its own its own life and its own purpose, and um, and then when you hear from fans and, and how these songs affect them and what they mean to them, um, that gives that song a whole new purpose and a whole new life. So to say one is more favorite than the other, you can't do it sonically as a singer sonically. Slow dance is probably one of the nicest to sing for me that I've that I've written. Um, it just flows a little easy. Like it's kind of like that '80s definitive '80s rock song ballad, you know, at the high school dance, and everybody could sing along. That's what slow dance feels like to me. Um, albeit it's nowhere near as good as an '80s rock ballad, but it um, it has that vibe. Well, we'll get a little clip here so everyone knows what you're talking about. Gonna take the world off your mind. Love a chain and baby slow dance. All right, so slow dance is uh, one of your favorite songs that uh, of the children, which is funny. You hear singers say that um, they're like my these songs are like my children. It's either the song is like my children or the guitar is like my children. I suppose in your case, it could be the cowboy hat is like your child. No, no, I would like to leave the cowboy hat home sometimes. <laughs> you know bad my hat gets crushed in, in an overhead bin on an airplane oh i bet hey it used to yeah. it used to yeah right not anymore Never flown in a long time but yeah um what 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 do you see the the 2021 looking like for you george because i you do have new music coming out so i'd like to hear about that but do you just prepare for more of this how do you do uh, it god i hope not i truly pray every morning to the lord above that um that we can get back to a certain level of normalcy for for everyone that's not working yet. You know, that's the one thing, I, and I, I and I know I shouldn't get angry, and I, I don't get angry as much as I get upset when I hear government officials talking on TV saying we're all in this together. We're all well. Yes, we physically are. However, there are a lot of people that aren't working, mm-hmm. and and the last thing on their mind right now is whether they're going to get COVID because the first thing on their mind is how they're going to feed their family. And we need to be 
be paying way more attention to that. Um, as well as COVID, yes, and, and you know, protecting those that are more vulnerable is what we should have been doing right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we need to be paying attention to the mental health side. Uh, I heard a, just a terrible statistic the other day from a, a buddy of mine. Is, his best friend is a Calgary City police officer. And um, I'm going to mess up the statistic, but it was something like 352 um, suicide calls in a one-month period as opposed to 110 for the entire year pre-COVID. And so we, you know, it's not that we want to look at that and go, oh my God. No, we want to look at that and and take account of it and say, okay, we need to make sure we're watching out for people's mental health as well as their physical health with COVID. And um, I know a lot of guys, a lot of friends of mine that are still not working. They still are not able to go back and work. Uh, not unlike us, right? Not unlike the, the, the music industry. We can't go do shows. We can't do what uh, supports 3.1 million people in our industry. Uh, the GDP alone in Alberta is $2.9 billion from the music industry alone. And if you start looking at economics only, we really need to st- step back. And um, I'm hoping that 2021, not only can we get everyone you know, vaccinated and and protected and get through this COVID pandemic, but that we learn that we need to pay uh, equal amount of attention to people's mental health when things like this happen. And if God willing, they don't happen in the future, but all these immunologists are saying, you know, this is, um, this is only square one. And uh, so that we're better prepared uh, overall not just in a physical way, but in a mental way as well. What about the new music, George, quickly before we're done? Tell us about uh, what you've got coming out for some new music next year, because I know that there's uh, some secret stuff there that maybe you're not allowed to tell us, but I'm asking anyway. Oh, new music. We're Well, we're technically always working on new music, and especially through COVID, we have done a lot of writing and a lot of recording. Um, however, there is one thing that not too many people know about yet, which is still makes me laugh, but it's a smile on my face, let's put it that way. Uh, during COVID, we did a children's show. So one of the weekly Sunday shows I did, we made it a children's show for the whole thing. So I did songs from a children's record that I wrote that I haven't released yet, but I'm about to finally. And um, read a story to the kids. I had on my little French bulldog, Stanley. He was dressed up in a shirt and tie or something. (laughs) George Canyon, a Merry Christmas to your brother. Let's get some. Can we get another one of your Christmas songs? That'd be all right. Sure. All right, let's do it. Um, all the best to you and the kids and the family. And please text me a picture of this Christmas card when it's done. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to see it, but I will. Yeah. I do. I really do. I really do. Merry Christmas to you. All the best. And uh, look forward to chatting with you. All the new best year. to all the listeners out there. God bless you and happy new year for the new year to come. This is the shift podcast. We wanted to do something here on the shift that was going to be special. And we wanted to do something that was going to be possibly awesome. More likely, dumpster fire. <clears throat> so, Ryan and I had this little idea that we would read something. And um, uh, we kind of thought, well, what do we read? Polar Express was just way too long. <laughs> besides tom hanks right how do you yeah if you're that? ready for a very very we could take up half the show though that'd make it a lot easier yeah, but we'd longer. probably fall asleep by the end or or feel yeah, a lot longer 
we have um we have been told that we have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We wanted to do towards the night before Christmas, and so uh, this is what we've done. I caution you: we are not professionals when it comes to the live entertainment readings of stories and poems on the radio. And here's what we're going to try to do. I'm going to read this piece. Ryan is Santa, jolly old elf. Leo is in charge of sound effects, making it come to life. You ready for this? Ready. How you doing there, Leo? You good? There it is. You can hear it. There it is. So you guys can hear. All right. It's nice and warm. Okay, here we go. Ready? Merry Christmas, all you shift heads. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted, and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer, and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen. Now, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wind hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand, and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack, his eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby 
and plump. A right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. After laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the dawn of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight. Oh, 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 happy Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Merry Christmas, my friends. Um, on behalf of Ryan and Matt, Leo, John, everybody who's been part of this show that contributes to it, um, Andrew Ferreira, Jason Manawis, Sunshine Sparkle Pants, we have Greg Fish, Ryan Recker, Blaine Kylo, Dave Scott, Steve Stebbing, Catherine Stewart, our executive producer. Um, Merry Christmas. We can't thank you enough for being here. We really truly, truly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.